Hello all, welcome to the Consistently OK podcast, a podcast where we dive into all things pop culture related from comics to films and everything in between. My name's Luke. I'm Nick. Join us every week for a podcast that doesn't set its far too high or too low, but rather keeps it at a consistently OK level for your enjoyment. Thanks for joining us on the Consistently OK podcast. This week's episode, we're going to talk all about WandaVision, which is just wrapped up on Disney+. Plus. If you are a fan of the Consistently OK podcast, then please subscribe. Please follow us on Twitter at ConsistentlyPod and share. Share us with your friends and your family so they can too listen to our Consistently OK ramblings about all things geeky, covering films and TV shows, games and everything else in between. Yes. Please. How are you, Nick? I'm all good, mate. Yeah, just, you know plodding on been lettering a comic the last week and sort of feel like Always I'm pain. like balloons are pretty much all I'm seeing right now and <laughs> not entirely sure if the comic makes sense that kind of thing but you know otherwise, otherwise all good how about you good all good my friend looking forward to uh, talking about on the vision as it's uh, been interesting yeah Bit of a up and down ride and yep. Yeah, so we'll we'll dive in, shall we? I'll just yeah, do it. start talking. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about one division is we'll, we'll talk about the season overall, of course, and we'll talk about characters and what we think is going to happen in the future. But we spoke about this. We did a podcast earlier on, um, which you can find, which covered the first two episodes. Obviously, as it's a weekly thing, we didn't get to wrap it up. But that's what I want to talk about: the fact that it was nine episodes um, weekly. And that I think I was quite, I was not sure. I think it needed to be, at the beginning, I thought it needed to be all together. So people weren't disinterested after the first two episodes because they were yeah. quite unique. But the longer it went on, the more I really liked, like with The Mandalorian, the weekly basis that it went on. So you had, yeah. you had to wait a week and everyone had all their theories. And as this one went on and on and on, it was very interesting, sort of Friday evening to Friday evening, wondering what was going to happen next and who was what and who was pulling all the strings. Um, obviously, this is very, um, there's a lot of spoilers that we're going to talk about. So yeah, if you've spoilers. not seen it, don't don't listen. Yeah. Don't come here. back later, but get off. <laughs> um, so there are lots, lots of lots of people guessing and wondering what was happening. And I really, really like the element as it went on sort of episode six, seven, eight, I just thought I cannot wait for the next episode and I look forward to it on Fridays. And I think I'll have the same feeling with something like Falcon and Winter Soldier, which starts this week. This next week. week yeah. This week. This week, Friday. So how did that how did that feel for you with the the weekly episodes like with The Mandalorian and kind of going back to how it used to be? Uh, we still don't have adverts in between like we would have done way back when. But this hey, kind of did have adverts. Um Technically, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I kind of dig the, the weekly structure. It's nice to kind of, I, as much as I love binging things, like we always talk about Daredevil. Like when Daredevil came out, you just want to watch all of it, and it's great. Yeah. With stuff like One Division and Mandalorian, I do like the weekly in terms of there's a lot of buzz and there's a lot of talk, but also, it's nobody's ever ahead of you except for the people that made it obviously but yeah the worry with like binging stuff especially stuff like this where it's just there's a lot of spoilers throughout the episodes like big things happen and characters revealed whatever i think if it dropped all at once 
the pressure to watch it all in a day or two days is sort of on because you're likely to either see an article, see it on social media, whatever, somebody spoil something. Yeah. And I do think when it comes to shows like this and Mandalorian stuff where it's like really high in terms of pop culture, I think it's better to go weekly because you, you sort of prevent that. It's almost like people have the buffer of it comes out on a Friday and you've probably got two days or so before articles start going everywhere and spoilers, whatnot. I mean, there's no way that you would have been able to avoid something like the Quicksilver yeah. cameo yeah. if what well, that was like episode five. Or- yeah. Yeah. If you were late to this or people have binged it before you'd even start episode one, it would have, you would have, you would have known, wouldn't you? It would have come out. People wouldn't be able yeah. to bite their tongue for too long. It's difficult now with people that I work with that haven't watched it and I'm desperate to tell them, especially at the time, you won't believe what just happened on, on the episode last night or when I watched the whole thing. So yeah, I think, I think it's better. I think actually it's better weekly yeah. and go, yeah. I'm, as it went on, I much preferred it than wanting all in one go. Of course, every part of me, even with Falcon and Wind Soldier, I, I'm going to have moments where I wish there was a countdown clock to the next episode so I can just yeah. jump on it. And and I think that would have been better in the early stages of the season. But like I said, as it went on, I was I was really happy to wait a week and sort of really really ponder on what was going to happen next. And I was wrong several times actually, yeah. which is always nice as well. Um, I think yeah, I think everybody wrong. was wrong in quite a few ways. Um, I mean, everybody really wanted. Everyone was so sure that the, there was going to be something with Doctor Strange, didn't they? Yeah, we thought he was going to appear. Or yeah, I had rumors that Sam Raimi had directed a secret tenth episode, or he was involved in the ninth episode. And I heard that Mephisto was this going to be in it and everything. And yeah. and actually, we'll probably just we'll probably get here, but we, we always will get there. But I think the the way they panned out with the villains worked out well because it didn't overdo it. Yeah, um, which made it feel like a TV series as well because you want those big villains for the films, obviously. Um, yeah. So it was good, to, and I really, really liked, really liked how it was done on the weekly thing to keep us guessing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, first two episodes we've covered already. Obviously, we yes. had the started in the sixties, fifties. 50s because it was two episodes of black and white so i think we had yeah 50s and 60s both of us felt that it was slow to get going yeah and a bit different but obviously as the season has gone on those episodes i would think if you rewatched it now not only would you see a lot of easter eggs but you would also i would think you would appreciate them a bit more because you kind of know where they're coming from yep but i think it got better for episode three i think episode three was probably the one where you messaged me I can't. Well, no, we spoke about it, and I said at this point we couldn't remember how long, how many episodes there were going to be. Yes. So I said to you, the middle episode will be the key. That's where we're going to swing, and it's going to be like, oh my god! And it did happen. It did. But that was what was the reason for your? I think feelings of, that was when Vision started suspecting everything. Was it around episode three or four? And him and Scarlet, which had a few. No, uh, yeah, no, moments. I think it was the first interaction between Monica and Wanda. Yes, it was that conversation where she brings up Pietro and Scarlet which is sort of Wanda's turn from just being like you know in character of this sitcom to this grieving person that really got me and I was like oh this is it's going in the right direction it's going in the direction that I kind of wanted it to where I wanted it to deal with 
grief and like how she feels and yeah it that started putting it on the right path for me so i'm pretty sure that's when i text you because i was just like yeah this is you just sent me a gif saying yeah excellent and i was like oh my god i I can't wait to watch this later but i think after monica got thrown out of the hex and you you got to see that the outside world was obviously involved and monica got sent in and jimmy woo is the man yes and i fully supported jimmy woo and um oh my god darcy like x-files type spin-off show yeah that'd be cool would be fantastic but that episode there where you had the outside world with going into sword monica come back i love the fact that it that episode started with the snap and people yeah, coming back that was awesome because um, that felt like an mcu moment yeah like, it really did and all, all those kind of characters from the past well like jimmy Wu was from ant-man and darcy's from thor and everything and, and mingling those together and that was a really strong episode as well yep yeah and they obviously teased wonder just destroying the sword headquarters which is obviously bullshit as you found out later yeah but and i think the episodes just got stronger after that or at least if not stronger that there was always something that kept you wanting to come back with things like quicksilver at the end and obviously everybody wanted to see the halloween episode because you had classic villain uh, vision and classic uh Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that's so cool. I think there, there was a lot, a lot to love about the more that happened, and I don't know. I just, I just think it got better, Nick. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I agree, but then the last two episodes for me just sort of dipped. But did I, Why, Nick? Why did you? Did you I not think, think it was a good payoff. Yeah, I don't think so. I, for me, the finale didn't tap into the right, uh, like sentiment in terms of where I thought her grief was going um i love the scarlet witch reveal i thought that was really cool and the the kind of spin with like chaos magic i thought that was really interesting but i wanted wanda to still be the villain that was the thing that felt like they'd pulled a punch it felt like they had leaned into it and then they just retracted it at the last minute to kind of go like this was too far and I wanted then, not Agatha to be the hero, but I wanted Agatha to almost be more like, I'm not a villain. I'm trying to stop you. That I don't. She's want... a, in the comics. She's a mentor, isn't she? Yeah, she knew that. Yeah. I don't know. And she's I, a mentor I, to Scarlet Witch, so she just, helps her. Yeah, that was the thing. I sort of I didn't want her to be like, I want this power for myself. That was the thing where I was a bit like, mm, that makes her less interesting to me. In terms of, I like you know, I said this on the MCU podcast. I think the MCU has a serious villain problem. I think they sort of do the same villain, minus Thanos and probably like Ironmonger in the first Iron Man. I think I, you I, have a serious problem. I do, but yeah, I, I think it. I think they they seem to to give a villain that always does a similar thing and. I think with Agatha, because it was a TV show and the way that they'd sort of pitched Wanda with like her grief and what she'd done to this town, I was like, oh, this is going in a really interesting direction where you can kind of finally say it's not as black and white in terms of heroes and villains. And the the spin in the final episode that she was really just trying to get all the magic for herself, I was a bit like, hmm, you've lost me there. And I wanted Wanda's grief to just be 
like all encompassing. I wanted that to just be what was driving her nonstop. And they kept giving me these moments, which I was like, this is great. Like her, the episode where they told like her backstory. Awesome. It was really nice moments, really well-written, great dialogue. But it was just then to, to sort of like nail in that moment and to give it the, the big oomph. I needed it to go further and it just felt like it pulled a little yeah so i think i think i think the last the second to last episode of penultimate episode was really strong and i actually feel differently in terms of that i never really thought she was going to be the villain and i didn't really want her to be the villain i i wanted it i guess there was a big bit of me that thought it was going to be even more linked to something like Doctor strange too so when there were rumours swirling around that it was Mephesto or Nightmare, like I thought it would be quite clever for them to tease that now because it was going to be such a, a longer, like a lasting effect in the MCU going forward. Yep. So I, wa- I, I wanted to see that sort of reveal, but the more I, the more with Agatha and the dynamic there and how you saw from the early stage of the episode where, Scarlet Witch is in her basement and Agatha's you see Agatha's backstory as well. Mm-hmm. I thought I think this is probably Agatha is the the main villain. Yeah. And I obviously you you tell through the whole episode that Scarlet Witch is grieving. You knew that already, but she's grieving. And by the end of the episode, I felt so I kind of understood a lot of it. It's just happened, hasn't it? Like she's just exploded all this, all this shit that's happened to her. And and then you've got someone like Agatha who is twisting the knife basically to try and push her to the next point or work out why she's where she's getting her powers from. Yeah. I, I think it wrapped up for me nicely. And I think that led to the last episode where you just I I just wanted Agatha to sort of get what was coming to her. Okay. Which I guess is what the feeling from you know, that's like simple like booking one oh one effectively. <laughs> like the hero overcomes the villain. Yeah. But I liked Agatha as a villain. She's not, don't get me wrong, she's not the best villain ever, but I thought it was clever because she was out in the open for so long during the first few episodes. And like with her brooch and everything like that, as soon as you see it now, you just see it all the time. And it's it's actually pretty obvious that she was probably the one manipulating everything. And you can see it again if you were going to watch it back. But that's why I think I, I liked her getting Wanda beating her because... She'd taken it. We had all been taken for a ride. And I, I was really annoyed with her for the fact that I thought she, that Quicksilver was never, obviously Quicksilver, was he? It was just yeah, no. a thing. And that was, it was quite nice because it kind of, it teased it obviously heavily. And I was like, oh, fuck you, Agatha. Because you've given us something that we all were so excited about, but you just tricked everyone. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I just thought it worked very well because I, I didn't think they, they, I didn't think they had to go too far. I think that's what I learned. I really wanted them at the beginning it to be like this big reveal of a big main villain, like a Thanos type look, not on the same scale, but at the end of Avengers when he turns and he looks at the camera, but Nightmare being part of it and being like, he's going to fuck shit up in Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2 and he's going to be Earth's big problem while there's all this cosmic stuff going on. But as as it kind of came around to the last episode, I thought I was really wrapped up in a very powerful way between Vision and Wanda in the penultimate episode. Yep. And then the last episode, it was fine. Like Harkness was neither here nor there as a bad guy, was he? He was just a bit of a dick who had a power complex and wanted, um, you know, 
wanted more for the weapon that Vision is, and yeah. and Agatha was pretty tame towards the end. Yeah, like, and it was it was just I just think it was a very nice way to wrap up the series, and I didn't I wasn't left thinking I I needed more from it. I just thought it's good. It was emotional at the end, and it's done. And Scarlet Witch is actually Scarlet Witch now as well, which was my favorite thing. I think over the whole thing that you had. Like we haven't lost Paul Bettany as Vision because now we have White Vision, who's part yep. of the comics. Scarlet Witch is now actually Scarlet Witch, which I'm a big. I I hate I hate uh, like when they don't actually talk about the superhero that they are. Like they don't use their proper superhero names ever. It drives yep. me crazy. Obviously, it happened a little bit in Daredevil for quite a while when he was just he just was he wasn't anything. He was just yeah, yeah. in his black costume, and I was like, God, please call him Daredevil soon and you know, I like that she's actually Scarlet Witch and she has a proper costume. Yeah. Those small details and things that I love. So I feel like I've gone really off track here. <laughs> my point is that I understand your view on it as well. And I'm sure loads of people have that view, but I was satisfied with how it went. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I definitely think um, like I, I'm completely content with it, not having Doctor Strange or like this big, big bad reveal or anything i think i wanted it to be way more yeah you wanted more you wanted more wonder yeah i wanted it to be a bit more insular and a bit more like personal and i I feel like what they tried to do is like a half and half that they were sort of like we're giving you the personal story but also we're still going to give you this like blockbuster in that the last episode felt very much like they were like big action and i think that's just where it was sort of like i wish you'd gone a little bit further into like character and gone with it and like the thing that I always thought that they were going to do, which I thought would have been a really nice kind of touch, is if her grief is like so unfathomable that she's like, I can't like contain this anymore. I can't be on my own. That they'd flip the the House of M moment. So as opposed to her yeah. being like, no more mutants, that she'd be like, I don't want to be on my own anymore. And it would either create, you know, multiverse issues or it would create mutants and she would, it would be basically born out of somebody's grief, born out of somebody's like desire to just not be on their own anymore. Hello. I mean, I thought that was, I thought there was going to be something to do with mutants because of Monica. Yeah. I thought she would be one of the first mutants and I thought there would be more mutants that came from this, but it, it would have been, it would have made sense for them to open that door that way as well. And it would have been yeah. a very cool twist, if, especially if it was Wanda, but, they must have some plans, mustn't they? Yeah, I'm very do. curious how they, they do it. And I just saw actually, like, just before I, I jumped into this, that I didn't realise, but Madripoor is in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like the location. And I was a bit like, oh, that's a, yeah, odd. Nice. Well, they have, um, they did say that this is going to link to three, three or four future MCU films. Yeah. Um, and you would feel with those two characters and being it based off sort of, stuff to do with Captain America that it's going to play a, a big part going forward as well because it has yeah. to be uh, it's got to be a big deal yeah. it looks really good the yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff as well and obviously it's completely different it's a thriller isn't it compared to yeah to I'm, I'm probably a little bit more intrigued by it just because like Winter Soldier being one of my favourite MCU films I think it's got the the chance to just be interesting for like six hours to be this kind of probably the most political that the MCU is going to get and the most kind of close to like a, I don't know, 
um, kind of like a Jack Ryan thriller kind of thing. I yeah. think that would be a really nice spin to to do in the MCU. Whereas with One Division, as I was very much into it just from a visuals point of view. I thought it was going to look really cool, and they were going to do interesting things with the sitcom. But I always just needed it to to just be this story about grief, and I think it was until the last two episodes, and it just it faltered a little bit. The last set, the second to last episode, the writing in that was pretty good. I know everyone's yeah. quoting the vision line, but yeah. I think throughout it was. I loved I loved the going back to sort of the Tony Stark missile that didn't go off and yeah. did Wanda stop it before did she actually have these powers which they kind of suggested that she is a mutant yeah. and she had powers and then Hydra enhanced these powers and yeah. I love the fact that you saw a little bit of her and Von Brocker's um, Von Brocker did I say that right no Baron Von Strocker I can't remember his name now yeah I can't remember his name the Hydra guy. Yeah. Whatever his name is, he uh, I love the fact that he saw a bit of that as well, where, yeah. where they were doing tests and the, the bit in the Civil War compound, the Civil War compound, the Avengers compound. Yeah, that was really nice. I thought it was all really well written. The only thing about that episode that I didn't like was that Agatha kind of came to the conclusion that it was chaos magic, but it feels like there wasn't that much chaos involved. Like it was, she was getting it from grief, obviously, but it felt like they could have done even more. Like it would have yeah. been good for her. To see how angry she was, or they could have shown something from Endgame as well, or I don't know. That's just really far fetched because obviously it's a lot of stuff going on. But it just felt like that end. The episode ended very quickly. Like Agatha yeah. was not sure where it came from, and then quickly she found out where she came from. And yeah, if that's the case, like why didn't she just do that straight away? But yeah, I know yeah. they obviously have to make a TV show and everything. But it was also felt like a few loose ends. Like I thought the kids were going to be more important than they were. Yeah, I'm curious about that because the the like post credits. Yeah, they shouted, didn't they? I was a bit like, I don't get how that works because, like, she didn't create another dimension. No, yeah. I mean my logic behind that is that she, she's uh, the way Agatha says it is that you don't know what you've done, and that sounds to me like either a Mephisto or a Nightmare thing, obviously, and it would make sense for Nightmare who can kind of go anywhere in this in his realms that he creates can find those kids in another reality or that reality and he'll he'll use those to his advantage but i didn't feel like those when when they put them to bed i didn't feel like i'd see those actors again those kids um even though they're teasing doing the young avengers so i thought that was done and dusted so i was surprised at the end that was the twist I, i really thought that when we were in that cabin, that it would be Doctor Strange, like coming out of one of his portals and being yeah. like, "I have to protect you, or you need to come with me." Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think what I read, and I've got there's so much out there, is that he's mentoring Scarlet Witch or out to protect. Because Agatha says that she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so there's a lot to look forward to, I think, after it going into Doctor Strange, but it's yeah. really hard to tell until we get more information. I think Spider-Man 3 is pretty crucial because if that is linked to it, then that would be the next step. Because isn't Doctor Strange supposed to be in Spider-Man 3? I think he is. I, like, I don't know whether that's like 100% confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it, I mean, it's like the same as the the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire thing. It's like trades have said it, but then nobody's actually like from Marvel gone, yes. So, yeah, I think he's in it. I could be wrong. 
who knows who knows mm. in that film everyone exactly yeah i'm very very curious how they kind of continue it and i hope i hope that it doesn't just close off wonders progression like i don't want her because they've spent you know episodes building her and episodes kind of developing that you know she's feeling a little out of place i hope that that continues in doctor strange i don't want it to like go into doctor strange and it's just like you know the first half an hour she's a little wobbly and then she's cool i want it to like continue the like she's on this kind of balance she'll be a big deal and i think i think the film is probably going to center around her as much as doctor strange and i still think there's a place for her to be a huge part of when the x-men turn up i think you know, there's no reason for her not to be if they pull these different universes or if she does do something with the mutants, like she creates them somewhere down the line. Or, yeah, however, I, th- I think Elizabeth Olsen will be a huge part of the MCU going forward. I think they probably already know who the big players are like Captain Marvel, Spider Man, Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, those are the ones that are going to be crucial, I think, to how, how the next few steps go. And the Eternals as well, depending on what, if that's a, a one-off or a sequel or whatever. So, yeah, very curious. Interesting. Yeah, it's so, it's set up a lot, and I'm, I'm open to it. I'm assuming the Monica thing is Secret Invasion, maybe? Well, she's supposed to be in Captain Marvel 2. Okay. So I think Captain Marvel 2 comes out before Secret Invasion. Okay. So... I would think, yes, she's going to be involved in that and then Secret Invasion will come out of Captain Marvel 2. Because like we said in our podcast, I don't know which one it was, probably the MCU one, that would make sense. But I think there's going to be two distinct parts of the MCU now that will eventually smash together in some sort of Secret Wars type thing. I think we'll have the cosmic side with Guardians, Eternals, Captain Marvel, and then Captain Marvel will probably be the in-between like the go-between for like Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Shang-Chi, those sort of things. Yeah. So loads. And then obviously all the TV shows as well. It's just, it's just crazy, endless, isn't it? You've got Thor as well, which will have a bunch of different things going on. So yeah. what would you give overall then for all nine episodes? What rating would you give it? Out I've of been... consistently okay? Is that what we do? Yeah. Uh, isn't it out of 10? I think it's out of yeah. 10, isn't it? Consistently. Out of ten, out of ten, consistently okay's. What would you give the series? I don't know. I've been thinking about this all week. It's it's somewhere between a seven and an eight, but not mm. a seven point five. So it like I don't know. I'm just gonna go eight. I'm gonna go eight. It's an eight out of ten. You could you could have got seven point five. That would have been that would have been okay. Because no, I feel like that's too low. Because the, the like even the episodes that. I feel like let me down like those last two there were still really good things in them that I really stuck with that I think are like some of the best writing in the MCU it's just it's not quite where I want it to go yet which is the MCU all over for me is that it's like I watch something and go it could have been so much more but you know okay I would give it eight oh Uh, ooh I thought it started off slow. It got a lot better. I loved the characters. I love Paul Bettany's vision. I love the fact that we got like a full-on Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I thought the teasers were good. I loved the, I loved the way it ended each episode and you were sort of teased a little bit here and so many different questions. Yeah. Now, as a first Disney Plus MCU series went, I think it probably has been the strongest start that they could have asked for because 
it was supposed to be Falcon and Winter Soldier first, as far as yeah. I remember. Yeah. But I think this has actually worked better because I think if you maybe gone from a thriller into this, it would have felt a bit off. But I think it, I think I feel like this flows better, like something completely unique and different with the 50s and 60s. Like, welcome back to the MCU. This is going to be like crazy. Here we are. And then you get something a a bit more down to earth in a way with Falcon and Winter Soldier with action and it being a thriller. And and then they've set the tone then with two TV shows for what could come next. I mean, God knows when Black Widow is going to come out. I have no no idea. Yeah, it's still scheduled for May. I saw the other day that they're like still still set on it but then we got loki like straight after falcon wind soldier haven't we which is again i don't is it isn't what if in between i think what if's in between what's after what if what's the show there's another one can't remember there's hawkeye is at the end of the year isn't it yeah so that's it so i think it's like loki what if hawkeye i'm pretty sure okay because loki's june so does that work out yes i believe so yeah. I read earlier, someone said that we'd see between this date today and or tomorrow to next year, there will be some, if you count like the Justice League Snyder Cut film, yes. like five MCU films plus all these TV shows, Invincible and Amazon Prime. It's just comic shows galore. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I think the way they've done it is so it's like Falcon Winter Soldier starts Friday. That's six episodes that carries you through to like end of April, beginning of May. May is then Black Widow. Yep. Then June, June is Loki. Loki. That leads into What If, and then What If will ultimately lead to Hawkeye. Um, oh yeah, because after What If it'll be Shang Chi. Then Shang Chi will be into Hawkeye. Hawkeye into Spider Eternals. Eternals. Then and then some. I don't know if there must be. There's another show in between, isn't there? I think. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know. Maybe because She Hulk and Moon Knight are the year after, if I remember right. And Secret Invasion and Armor Wars. I don't think Miss Marvel's this year either. I think she's. Oh no! I think Miss Marvel is this year. Is it? I don't know. There's too much, Nick. I know that's filming at the moment. So. Oh okay. All right. Fair enough. Don't know. Anyway, so there's a lot lot to go. Lot to look forward to in the MCU, and a lot to look forward to on our podcasts. The next podcast we're going to do is going to cover finally, finally, Nick, for you and me. Yes. I'm very excited now. Uh, Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut of the Justice League. Yes. So it's four hours long, obviously. So we are going to get our friend Harry Hughes on the podcast as well. And us three are going to talk about different chapters. It's chapters, isn't it? Six chapters. If I, I, remember think, right. I think including the epilogue, there's seven. I think it's seven chapters. Seven chapters. So, okay. yeah. So we're going to go through. So it'll be a a much longer podcast we're going to really try and dive into it and as it's been on our minds for so long since we first started doing this podcast or since to justice league and everything that's built up to it in the yeah. dcu before so we're really going to go in depth and take our time with it so we hopefully you can join that that'll be out next week uh, yes. so we're going to try and get that out for then and after the snyder cut one we'll have our last podcast before we wrap season one, which will be an interesting one. We'll be covering WWF slash WWE, the attitude era. <laughs> yeah. And just, to, just to throw back to our time, more of our time watching wrestling and that'll be the end of season one. And then we're going to jump into season two, which will have a little bit of a different take on how we've been doing it now, but we'll share details as, and when we have them. 
Yeah. If you do want to keep up to date, like I said at the beginning, then obviously you can subscribe to all our podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on Twitter at Consistently Pod, and you can also find us at YouTube, yes. where you can listen to all our old episodes as well. So please subscribe, please share, and leave a review if you have listened and you've enjoyed it, even if it's a negative review, just so we know where <laughs> we can improve. Yeah, and please tell us. <laughs> please tell us. Please tell us we're terrible at what we do, and we'll lose all hope, but keep recording these podcasts. Yeah. As long as you're consistently happy, yeah. then that's good for us. Or consistently unhappy, as long as you're consistently something. Yeah. And that's uh, that'll be it for this week. So thanks, Nick. Thanks, dude. Always a pleasure. All right. Take care. In a bit. Bye. Bye.